Teddy Roosevelt Show, episode 31, coming at you Tuesday, October 18th. Exactly three weeks until the biggest midterm elections in the history of the United States of America. The news is coming fast and furious, folks, so let's get into it right away. Um, as I said a number of times, these people are going to have another Trump-related news item every 48 hours until the election. So did you see the new one on Trump? $1.4 million, they said he was putting the Secret Service in hotel rooms that exceeded the federal government's per diem. So they said it was five times he was charging like $1,100 per room. So with the per diems around $225, $230, I'm pretty sure a room at Mar-a-Lago on the same floor as the president is probably going to be four figures or close to it. So it's just hilarious. $1.4 million to protect the president. And a lot of this came, I don't know if you know, but the president still gets secret service detail, security detail after they leave office. So they're going after Trump right now for what? Putting him up in Mar-a-Lago. So he's staying there. That's his house. It's also a hotel you have to buy the rooms for the Secret Service and then submit the expense report. So I don't know that what I mean, he Trump already didn't take a salary. Remember that? So I think what's the president's salary? It's about three hundred thousand bucks a year. Well, Trump didn't take a salary and they said it was overexpensed um, and he charged one point four million. So if it was eighty percent more, well, Trump not taking a salary, that covers that little ridiculous item. Steve Bannon, they want to have him spend six months in prison and fine him a quarter million dollars. Well, 200,000 bucks. They're going to sentence him on Friday. Of course, they, they have it all planned out. Oh, look, here's another person in Trump's orbit who was found guilty. Found guilty, it's not in a court of law. What they're saying is, oh, it was contempt of the committee because they didn't, he didn't reply to their subpoena. And he also disparaged the committee. He publicly insulted the committee on his War Room podcast. So for that, six months in jail, $200,000. So we had Alex Jones, $965 million. Here's another one with Trump. You know, what do you want? Local, state, federal? They've got it all lined up. So... Meanwhile, we're not supposed to look at the FBA, uh, FBI. So what? Hillary just got fined $113,000 by the Federal Election Committee for something that she made a mistake with her financial records. This was a little bit more serious. Um, they, they fined her $113,000 for her paying Fusion GPS to pay Steele to write this dossier the FBI used the tainted dossier, offered Steele a million dollars to confirm everything. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, there's nothing serious in this. He admitted he's a Trump hater. It was Trump fan fiction. It was Trump fan fiction porn for their base. So Hillary paid for it. The FBI used the fake document. The Obama administration was spying on people in Trump's orbit, including Carter Page. I mean, the FBI used this fake, politically driven and created document 
offered a million dollars to the guy to confirm it, and they used that as the whole basis to go after people. That hardly got any coverage. And they found Hillary guilty, and she had to pay this fine. And she's still denying that the, the election results. She's still saying Putin stole it, and all this stuff happened with Russia when she paid for it. No one covered that. That didn't get any coverage. Instead, we have to look. Trump, instead of going by the federal per diem of $250 a night, Trump made the Secret Service stay at an expensive hotel that he has to, has to use, and he built the American taxpayers. Come on. I mean, how much do you need to get lied to or gaslit? The worst gaslighting might be Pfizer and then the AP fact check. I'll have to put a link to the Substack. You're tuned into episode 31, Teddy Roosevelt Show. TeddyRoosevelt.substack.com is where you can find all the links. So it looks like Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. A lot of those, they just take everything in the, in the Substack and put it as the... Uh, episode description and you can read it that way but there's no links so if you listen to this on one of the streaming services and you're curious hey where did he read this where did he find out about it teddybroosevelt.substack.com has all the links it's weird substack doesn't have them um underlined or bolded i might have to play around with that but hopefully you can see if you just hover your mouse over so i'll i'll have links to all this but it, it, it is it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I, as I said, they, they reverse engineered this election. We've got three weeks left. So here's the order. Democrats, they're all like, oh, no, where did our momentum go? We built all this momentum. So they'd been planning this out, strategizing it out. Okay, the abortion. We'll get everyone all fired up about that. Then we'll pass the Inflation Reduction Act which for low-information voters, hey, they're doing something to reduce inflation. There's nothing that reduces it. But the main thing they were doing right there is buying all the climate votes or locking them down or getting the plug powers and the offshore wind turbine manufacturers of the world to write a big fat check. Hey, We just gave you um, all these government handouts. Have you noticed the Senate races in Arizona, Georgia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Nevada, or Wisconsin? Well, break out your checkbook and write a a big check to the Democrat, or else the Republicans are going to get in power and they're going to veto this and all the money is going to get lost. That's what they're saying. So, you know, I'm just looking at it as the Democrats took the working class for granted. And they finally got the message. I mean, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Democrats were the blue-collar union working class. They all voted Democrats. Republicans were the rich guys, the elite guys. And now that's dramatically changed. The political landscape of Pennsylvania has changed. Now those working class blue-collar people are Republicans. And the Democrats are the elite Ivy League spoiled people. So, do you know the Asian population has doubled in the last 20 years? Went from about 12 million to 24 million. And when you're talking about Asians, I mean, that is a really um, diverse as far as the number of countries. We're talking Chinese, Korean, they even put Indians. I mean, Southeast Asia, they Asian Americans. I didn't know that. I thought they were Indian and Americans. But this article put Indians as Asians. So... 
I keep talking about the Latino wave. The Asian wave, red wave, is a, is a strong possibility. And now this is a significant blo- voting block, 24 million. Do you know when Harry Reid ran in Nevada, he got 80% of the, the Nevada vote. That was 2010. Now, uh, you know, six years later, the Asian breakdown, 41% Democrat, 26% Republican, and a whopping 33% undecided or independent. That was six years ago. 41% Dem, 26% Republican, 33% undecided. In the six years since then, in Nevada, crime has went up, inflation, gas. I think there's going to be a huge shift in Nevada with the Asian vote, and they're looking at that as one of the key Senate races, and I think uh, in California and nationwide. I mean, the gaslighting and the lying. I mean, Biden is just straight up lying. Did you see him in Oregon this weekend eating ice cream? Like, hey, pal, the economy's fine. Uh, We're doing great. I'm not worried about us. I'm worried about all those other countries. Biden didn't mention why he was in Oregon. You know why he was in Oregon? Because Democrats are in danger of losing Oregon, the governorship, for the first time in 40 years. Last time there was a Republican governor was 1982. Oregon's voted all Democrat in 19, since 1986. So they are in serious trouble. And if you want to see a canary in the coal mine thing, I think Tulsi Gabbard saying I'm out of here. You guys are whack jobs. Go look at Oregon. They were the number one defund the police, tear down statues, light everything on fire, attacking the federal court building for 100 days in a row. Post-George Floyd, Portland was all in with, we're angry, we want change, we want revolution. It was Seattle with Chaz and Portland. Now, the governor race, you have three candidates. You've got a Republican, a diehard Dem who's running as an independent and a raging progressive lunatic. So Christine Drazen's the Republican. Betsy Johnson is a longtime Democrat running as an independent because she doesn't recognize what the Democrats are in Portland. And then you got Tina Kotek, who is the official Democrat candidate who looks like Rachel Maddow's mom, straight out of central casting with the glasses and the short hair and everything, wardrobe. So Betsy Johnson, she describes herself as a diehard Dem. The Democrats are begging her to run out. She's like, no way. You guys are destroying the state and Portland is the state and everyone's super pissed and I'm still going to run. And she knows what's going to happen right now. She's probably going to split the vote and a Republican's going to win for the first time in 40 years. But she is looking at it, and she's not dropping out, folks. She is a badass. She reminds me of the Democrats that I used to be when I used to be a Democrat, where she's just looking at it as, we might take the L as Democrats, but she's hoping to explode the party and expose that the Marxist progressives, they have more in common with the GOP, like a diehard Dem, than these Marxist crazy people. So you look, Portland, again, they were a poster child for we want change, 
the voters, they're getting polled. What's the number one issue? Homelessness, 32%. Crime, number two, 16%. Drugs, 8%. That's number five. Abortion, 2%. So homeless, crime, drugs. And you might have heard of a gentleman by the name of Phil Knight. Started Nike. I read his book, Shoe Dog. Great book, just about how he started Nike. It's an amazing entrepreneurial, all-American success success story. If you remember during BLM, Nike was one of the wokest companies out there with their ads, their branding, and the people who represent them. So it's funny. This isn't getting a lot of coverage. Nike CEO Phil Knight has written $2 million checks to the Oregon governor race. The first check he wrote for, I think it was $1.2 million, was to Betsy Johnson, the diehard Dem who's running as an independent. And now it looks like she's probably about 25% of the vote. Now it looks like the Republican's going to win. So Phil Knight just broke out his checkbook and he wrote another $1.4 million check to the Republican, Christine Drazen. So Phil Knight is now the biggest contributor. How often do you hear this? I... <laughs> He's the biggest contributor to two campaigns for people running for governor with million-dollar checks. But the actual Democrat, Tina Kotek, hasn't gotten a dime. So if that doesn't show you, and it's funny, I don't hear any of Nike's athletes denouncing Phil Knight. Is anyone going to say, hey, I can no longer work for Nike because Phil Knight is supporting a Republican I'm going to switch to Adidas or Reebok or Puma. No, they're not. Why? They're idiots. Two, they care more about money than anything else. They're just puppets and sheep. If you're getting political advice from LeBron, that's on you. So it's funny. Now it looks like, oh, my God, in Oregon, the Democrats might lose control of the governorship. So what did the mayor, Ted Wheeler, do? Oh, well, he just announced... um, He's going to make unsanctioned camping illegal. So Ted Wheeler, finally, after all this time, three weeks before the midterms, announces, hey, we're going to make unsanctioned camping in Portland illegal. And we're going to start issuing criminal citations. Huh. I wonder where he got that idea and the timing. So the funny thing is he announces this, and then he contacts the county, Multnomah County, where Portland's in, and says, hey, guys, I want you to build um, these campuses, 500-person capacity campuses, four camps of 125 tents per campus, and then put those all over the city. And that's the thing, is there was a... The reason why you're allowed to camp is there was a Supreme Court case, Martin versus Boise, that says you cannot arrest um, somebody for camping if you don't have enough shelter beds. So if you have enough shelter beds and the person's like, nope, I'm sorry, I'm just going to camp out here in the park, you could issue a criminal citation then. So that's how Ted Wheeler's trying to get around the Martin versus Boise is to say, hey, we're going to build all these, we're going to put all these campuses around, 500-person homeless campus, Four camps with 125 tents per campus. So what's Ted Wheeler do? Does he have the plan all ready to go? Is he forming the committee? Does he have the action items to get this plan off the ground? No. 
he contacts the county, Multnomah County, and says, hey, I've got this idea, 500 uh, person campuses all over the city. Ball's in your court. I need you to choose the locations for the site, the timeline, how they're going to be managed and operated and everything. Let me know what you come up with. Thanks. And the county is like, uh, yeah, we're not doing this. You got to be kidding me. You get back to us with your idea and, and we'll get back to you. So again, this is a Democrat. This, you know, this isn't about finding a solution to homelessness or whatever. They're just trying to get some good headlines 21 days before you cast your ballot and the early voting has already started. So, I mean, if you're in Oregon and you go, oh, well, they finally turned it around. They're going to they're going to um, make it illegal. You're 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 just going to you get what you vote for. So there, there's no way. Ted Wheeler. It is hilarious. South by Southwest. I think it was 2018. You had Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio and Austin Mayor Steve Adler. It was a mayor's thing, like mayors thinking locally, acting globally. And you could literally say out of all the mayors in the history of the United States this century, Portland, New York, and Austin, before and after those three jabronis took over. I mean, they, they, they are literally three of the worst elected officials in the history of government. So that's why Biden went out there to Oregon. No one mentioned that. Hey, why is Biden in Oregon? Because the the Portland, the poster child for Democrat, radical, idiotic ideas, um, which a lot of the, you know, how Portland votes, that, that's going to determine a lot of Oregon. They're worried they're going to get a Republican as the governor. That's why Biden was there. So there's a lot of Asians in Oregon. There's a lot of Latinos in Oregon. Those two demographics, Democrats took for granted, just like the working class. And I really hope and, and I'm almost certain they're going to show up at the ballot box in droves, especially in California. I don't know any Asian person in the Bay Area after seeing all these elderly Asian people get attacked on the street, get robbed on the street, get beaten to death on the street. Why are you voting for Democrats? They've, they've, they've made your life worse. And that's the whole thing. All these fringe topics that the Democrats are trying to push, none of that, no one cares if you're literally struggling to eat, get to work, and pay your rent. And that's, that, that, that's where we're at right now. So what else do we got? Ukraine. So it's funny. Um, it's not funny. It's just fascinating. So there were suicide drones. Did you see this? The press is careful to point out. These are Iranian suicide drones. Russia's using Iranian suicide drones. Well, they, they got them from Iran, sure. I mean, but uh, Ukraine just got four anti-air stuff from Germany. I mean, the United States just... We've supplied all these arms um, all around the world. So the reason why I think they're mentioning Iran and Iranian, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Iran right now. People are pissed. I just saw there was a prison riot. 
They're like on the verge maybe of a Arab Spring, Iranian Spring, color revolution type of thing. So I heard there's oil over in Iran too. So believe me, if they can drag Iran in there or say, hey, we have to punish you for supplying Russia with suicide drones. Just seems weird they're mentioning it because they never mentioned where Ukraine's weapons came from. A lot of it's from us. A lot of it's from us. So I don't the the Ukraine. It it is like I said before. If he, something happens with Putin, it's embarrassing, humiliating, and they're going to lose, and it's embarrassing. If Putin does anything, it's war crimes and terrorism. It reminds me of 1984, George Orwell, when they're when they're talking about the wars between Oceania and and everything. So. Biden wants to tap the strategic oil reserve. Gas is $3.87 a gallon. That's the Easter Bronies. Their whole plan is, hey, we've got to do something to get gas lower. Because if gas is over $4 on Election Day, you might vote this way. But if it's $3.49, you might vote that way. Again, Biden ran on ending fossil fuels and getting carbon neutral by 2050. So... This is what he ran on. This is what he ran on. He ran on banning it. And then he, you know, he blamed Putin. He blamed Putin for the price hike when he's banning oil and gas and telling the industry, you better not invest or you're going to lose that money. Then he went to Saudi Arabia and begged them. And then he begged them, hey, if you're going to cut the oil by two million a day, can you at least wait five weeks until after the midterm so it doesn't punish us uh, at the ballot box? So it's bad if we drill our own oil here in the United States and we have plenty of it. Plenty of it. But it's okay if Saudi Arabia, they go ahead and drill and send it over. Which, from what I understand, it, it, it doesn't, isn't it bad for the climate to send it over here, too? The oil has to get here, so it's got to go on an ocean liner. You figure just the whole transportation aspect of it, getting it from the Middle East over to North America, that would say, hey, it's probably better for us to just drill our own. Much less we're providing Saudi Arabia not exactly the best human rights record, not exactly the most trustworthy country, out there, we're, we're giving them the money. And Biden just said, hey, Saudi Arabia is siding with Putin. And he wants to punish any business. He was just saying he might do sanctions or restrictions on businesses that do deals with Saudi Arabia. Well, November 2021, Biden administration sold $650 million in arms. To Saudi Arabia, $650 million in arms, including 280 medium-range missiles. So if you're a private government, a private company, Biden might punish you for doing deals with Saudi Arabia, but we can sell them $650 million of weapons. Gaslighting, hypocrisy, do as I say, not as I do. It's just the lying, the constant lying. Look at KJP, uh, Biden's press secretary. I mean, 
if she was working for a Republican, just carrying a binder up there, come on. I, I First week or two, yeah, you're new on the job, whatever. But she literally carries a binder of answers someone else wrote for and then reads them off. It's not exactly giving you as she, as she gaslights you. That is just the perfect person for Biden. So another thing Biden wants to do, January, uh, December 6th, they're going to hold the first auction for offshore wind turbines in California and Oregon. Hey, but the water's too deep, so these are going to be floating turbines off the coast of California and Oregon. They're gonna, they want to save the climate by destroying the environment. That seems to be their, their mission. I've already pontificated about the offshore wind turbines. I, I, I'm so overdue for a video. I don't think I'm going to mention them. I have everything to go. I've just been, folks, I've just been busy putting out fires and, oh my God, all my sports teams suddenly got good again after 15 years. And I actually watched sports all day on Saturday. It was fun. Um, okay, Teddy Roosevelt Show, episode 31. Um, what else? Liz Truss in the UK. My goodness. The UK is having an, in- an interesting year. Um, Boris Johnson, he got kicked out, not so much for policies, but because he told everyone to stay home and don't go out, don't socialize. And they were partying, drinking wine, getting wasted and... Um, so they, they force him out for ethics, brought in Liz Truss. What was that? Five or six weeks ago, right around when the queen died. I mean, man, oh man, comes up with an economic plan and literally gets the guy fired. He has to get fired. And then the new guy just came in and just canceled the entire thing. I've, I've literally, I mean, if you, this is just the perfect example of, we are being led by the most incompetent idiots you could imagine. I mean, I, just, I saw a sentence in the Associated Press. Um, uh, U- European leaders are coming to grips with the fact that they've made a tremendous blunder um, with political calculus by um, relying on Russian gas at the same time they're, they're you know, providing Ukraine with financial and military support in February. A, 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 a calculated political blunder. How dumb do you have to be? I mean, it's, the, it's oxygen or water for a human. If you were in a, a cage and the person who was bringing you water, I mean, you, you don't piss them off and... and uh, and and give their enemies supplies because if they find out, they might cut off water, and without that, you're dead. A, 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 I mean, that's not political calculus. That is just a just being uh, an ignorant idiot. And all twenty seven of them, the European nations, and they're worried. Oh my God! I don't think we're going to be able to keep the coalition together. It never should have happened. One other thing I need to mention real quick is Biden said he wants to rush to increase the oil supplies ahead of the midterm elections. Everything is all about the elections. They are secretly happy that the price of gas is going up so there's less driving. 
and you have to be more reliant on bicycles and public transportation. So they have no plan after starting November 9th. It's all about retaining power. That's the only reason why Biden wants to do this. So OPEC Plus just said, hey, we're going to drop it by 2 million barrels a day. And so Biden says, hey, we might have to uh, tap that strategic reserve. We still have 400 million barrels of oil in there. Well, guess what? Biden said, hey, I might release 10 to 15 million barrels. Bloomberg goes, that won't even cover one day of the U.S. oil use. So if we have 400 million barrels and every day is 15 million, we have 26 days left. And remember, Biden announced in March 180 million barrels over six months. So at 15 million a day, that strategic oil reserve has 26 days left of oil for a full day use. That's based on the Energy Information Administration. So these guys, they're claiming the oil that they released, the 180 million barrels trickling over six months, led to a decline in gas prices. But it's funny, last month the prices started to go up again, and those barrels are still getting released, March to November. So the reason why, I guarantee, anecdotal evidence, you name it, as the price went up super high this summer, people just started cutting down. They started cutting down on superfluous trips, road trips. I mean, sometimes I just like to get in the car on a nice day, roll the windows down and go somewhere I've never been and just enjoy it and just without an agenda. You're not just going to joyride. That used to be a thing when it's when it's when the gas is that is that expensive. So $3.87 right now. It's up a month ago. And here's they're saying, "Oh, the Democrats have the momentum. It's it's the wave." Why? Cuz the price of gas went down 20 cents in 30 days. How quick we forget it's way up from a year ago. I mean, and in the, in the, in their analysis, they're all like, um, oh, you know, uh, based on our analysis, the two states that could uh, decide control of the evenly split Senate, Nevada and Pennsylvania, the voters are very sensitive to energy prices and gas prices uh, um, over the past month rose above the national average in 18 states, home to 29 potentially at-risk House seats. It's all about politics. They don't care about lowering gas for the rest of the year, the rest of the decade. If they could get gas to under three bucks November 8th, and then it goes up to five November 9th, they would do that in a second. They just want to retain power for another, till, till the next, till, till 2024. So the, the hard math for Biden is, this is all self-inflicted wounds, folks. He should be running on what he said he was going to do. Hey, I'm going to end fossil fuels. I'm going to first stay in office, get rid of the Keystone XL pipeline. I'm going to penalize the oil and gas industry while giving billions of dollars of handouts to the climate folks. 
I mean, he, 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 these are self-inflicted wounds and it's, it's just causing more pain every day. So they have no idea how to get the genie back in the bottle as far as inflation goes. What the Fed has raised rates five different times. And you've got to hear Biden and KJP gaslighting us. Oh, the economy's so strong. Everything's great. Now, people are pulling back. I don't know if you saw the Amazon had their second prime day. The sales were just flat. Um, people are getting worried about this winter. I was sort of joking, that, not joking, but the heating and eating thing is becoming real, a real problem. I predict England's going to win the World Cup. Put it down because they've just had a tumultuous, honest, horribles, I want to say. The queen died. Boris gets kicked out. Liz Truss is just having the worst reign in the history of any prime minister in the history of Europe. Maybe. And she's probably going to be gone by Halloween. And uh, they're so overdue. So Teddy's calling it right here. England's going to win the World Cup. I, I mean, if I was a betting man, don't, don't, don't take my money to the sports book. I mean, Brazil, Germany, I, there's a lot of other um, countries, which, dude, I, the World Cup thing, I've, I, but I was listening to some of the other podcasts. I did go into a lot of the stuff I was going to go into about the World Cup, but now I got to crank it out. It's coming up soon, a week from October 20, or a month and a week. So we're going to wrap it up, folks. Episode 31, Teddy Roosevelt Show. What's today? Tuesday, October 18th. You can find the Substack with all the links. TeddyRoosevelt.substack.com. Podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts. Send me a email anytime. TeddyRooseveltUSA at gmail.com. We just had the Blockbuster Spectacular exclusive interview with Brad Swale. Episode 30. Then we just went through the the rundown of the news, episode 31. I have, I think, a couple interviews lined up here. And with the midterm elections coming fast and furious, folks, I am going to have to ramp up my efforts. Starting a new job tomorrow. Uh, my schedule has just been really, really uh, strange, but I've just got to break off the time every day. And I'm going to. Hope you can tell. I am refreshed, rejuvenated, and all fired up been talking with some folks back in Austin about some things. I don't think I'm going to get Kirk, let Kirk Watson uh, run without getting a couple videos for him. I mean, I listened to the interview. This guy's a joke. Anyways, Teddy Roosevelt Show, episode 31. Hope you enjoyed it. Email, comments, greatly appreciated. Um, oh, one last thing I want to mention. Pepsi raised... Oh, no, I'm not going to mention it. I'll save it for next time. Folks, have a great afternoon. Later.